Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. of the Music from the Goddesses Vault podcast. I am your host, Midnight Star. It's been a while since I played a Yule tune. Ever since childhood, I never believed in Santa, but I do love the song Santa Claus is Pagan Too by Emerald Rose. Today's topic is a Twitter request from Amanda Sand. She wants me to talk about pantheism. First, I would like to thank Tanya for her positive feedback of the show on Facebook. However, I have to tell you some sad news that came out a few weeks ago. As of December 31st of this year, would be the last time Witch Fox and Witch's Voice will be online. The reason that they are shutting down is low readership, and it's all thanks to Facebook. I know that I mentioned in the Coven show that Witch Fox is one of the ways that you can find a coven. 
Now it's just through meetup.com and Facebook groups. Anyway, have you checked out the Midnight Star YouTube channel yet? If not, go there and star is spelt with two R's. While you're at it, please leave a comment on YouTube and let me know what you think of the show. For all you loyal listeners out there, please share this podcast via YouTube, Twitter, Amino, Facebook, SoundCloud, or wherever you can to everyone you know. I'm still looking for more fans to join the Music from the Goddesses Vault podcast Amino community. You can download the app for free on Apple and Google Play. Plus, I'm still looking for new show topics, spirit guides, and dream symbols to talk about. If you have a suggestion, you can contact me through the Facebook page, the Amino Group through YouTube, and you can tweet me at Goddess Vault. Now for the events coming up hopefully in your area. Two are old and one is new. I have no Canadian ones for January yet. However, here are the events that I have found. If you live in Georgia in the United States, Pagan Fest Augusta will be hosting their very first Witches Ball 2020, Saturday, February 1st, in the mezzanine at the Legends Club in Augusta. This is a formal event, so you do have to wear a creative black tie, traditional formal, or pagan attire. There will be a meal, DJ, contest, silent auctions, voting for king and queen witch, and more. Tickets are $35 for individuals or $60 for couples. For more information or to purchase tickets, visit ancientpathsaugusta.com forward slash dash witches with a Y instead of an I dash ball dot HTML. If you live in the UK on Saturday, March 7th, 2020, Pagan Phoenix Southwest will be hosting a Pagan conference at Penstone Manor in what I believe it to be in North Cornwall. You can correct me if I am wrong there. There will be lots of things to do, plus there is music by Dame the Bard. Advanced tickets are £20 before January 31st, 2020. After that, it will be 25 until February 29th. For tickets or for more information, go to PaganPhoenixSW.com. You can also check them out on Facebook. If you live in Australia, the Pagan Temple of Gods will be hosting a community gathering on Saturday, January 11th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Northeast Street City Farms in Brisbane, Queensland. It's a way for all Australian pagans to come together in a casual and relaxed atmosphere. It's for all traditions and kids are welcome too. For more information, check out their Facebook page. All the links will be in the show notes. As I mentioned at the top of the show, today's topic is a request from Amanda on Twitter. I did tell her that I did a previous show on the Pantheon, but not on pantheism. I did look up the term online, and it's something different. I'll explain more after you hear The Winter King by Dame the Bard. story with no end 
The life of a man, the life of a king, the love for a queen. Pendragon of Britain, sovereign of the land, the mightiest warrior ever seen. The magic sword in his hand, like lightning cut through the air. A gift of the goddess, lady of the lake, to valiant Arthur the bear. In the heart of Domnonia stands a town, an isle on a sea of glass. Where Merlin planned the old gods of the land would return to Britain at last. Twelve of the thirteen treasures were there, Cliff Noithin's cauldron, the quest. On Prig when they sailed into the other world, number seven returned from the west. Facing the west to a distant land Gazing over the sea Standing on Cornwall's rocky shore Crashing waves far below me I see a ship disappear in the mist That shines like silver and bronze Carrying the body of the wounded king To be healed in Avalon Na 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 According to EncyclopediaBritannica.com, pantheism is defined as a doctrine that the universe conceived of as a whole is God, and there is no God but the combined substance forces and laws that are manifested in the existing universe. Otherwise, it means that the universe or nature is identical with divinity. Or a better way to explain it is that pantheists believe that all things composed of an all-encompassing deity. They do not believe in a distinct personal one. 
If you don't know what I mean, I can give you some personal examples of pantheism. I do remember contacting these two spirits when I was doing shadow work about a year ago. A few months ago, I did read the book Pagan Anger Magic by Tammy Sullivan. I did one of the meditations and found out who my guide is for anger. I did the same thing with my fear of loneliness, and I got another spirit to help me out with that. Both of these guides are the ones that I first met in my shadow work. So in a way, pantheists believe that deity is in the flowers, trees, water, loves, the sun, the moon, everything in nature. Pantheism first started as a theology and was based on the works of 17th century Dutch philosopher Baruch, I hope I pronounced that name right, Spinoza. However, the term pantheism was coined after his death. There are still people today who believe in pantheism. In the next segment, I'll talk about the differences and similarities between pantheism and paganism. This next track is called Yuletide and it's by Moonstruck.
for the spirit guide of the week. I'm going back to not just the animal realm, but the mythical animal realm to talk about Pegasus. For those of you who are not sure what Pegasus is, it's the winged horse of Greek mythology. This mythical horse was a child of Poseidon and Medusa, and it has been in many other ancient Greek myths ever since. Being that it is a horse, Pegasus does embody the adventurous wild freedom of horse medicine. Pegasus as a totem animal represents liberty, divine force, something free and pure, and brave and beautiful. If Pegasus is your totem animal, it's letting you know that your sexual relationship might need a little more attention. Pegasus also symbolizes unity, imagination, and thirst. If Pegasus is your medicine animal, it's telling you that you need to get in touch with your own muse. Otherwise, you need a burst of inspiration in order to be more creative. Not only is power animal Pegasus is connected with the element of air, like its father, it is also connected to water. So grab a cup and quench your thirst. And since I mentioned H2O, Pegasus Medicine is also asking you to get in touch with your own emotions. That is it for now. Stay tuned for another Spirit Guide of the Week. With our long 
That was Long Wing Feathers by Jana Ruinalis. It's hard to describe the differences and similarities between paganism and pantheism because, like most things in life, there are gray areas. I'll try my best to explain them. The similarity between paganism and pantheism is that we see deity in everything from the smallest insect to the moon. However, some pantheists do not consider themselves pagan. The first difference is that modern pantheists don't rely on ritual, as pagans do. The modern pantheist wave depends on the destruction of nature and how we should value it more. Paganism from the very beginning is an earth-worshipping spiritual belief. Both belief systems have animism. I'll explain what that is in a later show. It is a more primitive understanding of pantheism. For example, Indigenous people of the Amazon don't believe that nature is God, or God is in nature. They believe in the different natural objects and creatures that have different spirits within them. They live in a relationship with these different spirits. The animist religious beliefs consist of mythology and rituals to please these spirits. The reason for this is more to do with survival. Paganism is all about polytheism. Animism is also a primitive form of polytheism. However, in polytheism, the deities of nature become separated from their natural environment. Most become human or animal. They demand worship and appeasement. Polytheism is more about myths and rituals than about actually living in the natural world. As I mentioned before, there are a lot of gray areas when it comes to discussions like this. Please let me know what you think. The next song that I'm going to play for you is Holly King's Dance by Kiva.
there's a dream symbol to interpret. There are three in this week's dream symbol. They are books, bookshelf, and bookstore. Books and dreams usually means calmness. It can also represent knowledge, intellect, information, or wisdom. Or it can mean the old cliche judging a book by its cover. To see a dusty book in your dreams symbolizes some forgotten knowledge or an event in your life. If you see a children's book in your dreams, it represents your own childhood memories. Or it can also represent your desire to escape from reality. If the book is open in your dreams, it's telling you that you're able to grasp new ideas without any problems. If the book is closed in your dreams, then it indicates that you are a mysterious person. If you see a satanic book in your dreams, it symbolizes your one-sided way of thinking. Bookshelf in dreams usually means the various levels of your mind, otherwise where ideas, concepts, and memories are kept, or it can indicate that you need to acquire some knowledge or information before making your decision in a situation. And if you have a dream that you are in a bookstore, it represents your search for ideas and knowledge. That is it for this week's dream symbol. If you want a dream for me to interpret and maybe have a dream symbol featured, the contact information will be mentioned at the end of the show. So keep dreaming. for a nice, deep, and relaxing meditation. Again, if you're listening to this podcast in a moving vehicle, please skip ahead. This next meditation comes from the album Meditia, Guided Meditations, Volume 1 by Dominic Beaton. This track is called Meet Our Spirit Guides Meditation. In this meditation, 
we are going to meet with spirit guides. Let us sit comfortably with our feet firmly on the ground and breathe deeply in and out. With each breath in, we're bringing source energy in through the crown chakra. And with each breath out, we are releasing any negative emotion, any worries, any fears are being released on the outward breath. Our feet are firmly connected to the ground and we can imagine roots going down into the soil, deep down into the earth through every crack and fissure, deep into the rock, deep into the core of the earth. And we feel firmly grounded to Mother Earth. And now we're going to protect ourselves because when we travel in the spirit world, we need to be protected to make sure we are only communicating at the highest and purest level, to make sure that we're not letting in unwanted, malevolent or mischievous spirits. And so I would like you to imagine wrapping yourself in a cloak, a cloak of protection. This cloak protects you from all malevolent or mischievous spirits. Imagine it is Teflon coated so that it provides robust protection at all times. This cloak is around you at all times when you are communicating at spirit level. Now imagine if you will that you're sitting on a wooden bench in a clearing surrounded by woods and trees, surrounded by flowers and animals. The sun beats down on your face and you feel entirely safe and protected. You're sitting there on your wooden bench with your hands on your lap and just looking up to the warmth of the sun. You look around and notice that in the distance there is a mountain. And you look more closely at the mountain and you discover a small winding path coming down from the mountain. And you see coming slowly down from the mountain two light sources, two gleaming white lights. They gradually wind their way down the path and come towards the woods that you're sitting in. Notice that there's a fence and a gate. The two light sources stop outside the gate. It becomes clear to you that they are waiting for your permission to enter. To enter the forest. You nod your permission and the two light sources come towards you. You are filled with a feeling of well-being, of peace and calm. You realize you are in the presence of a higher spirit, a spirit being, a guide. You beckon to the first light source energy and that source energy moves towards you. You ask the light source, the 
the spirit guide. What is your name? You will receive an understanding of a name. Notice any emotion or feeling or sensation that you experience as you make contact with this spirit guide. It might be a tingling somewhere on your body. It might be an aroma. A symbol might appear in your mind. Remember this, for this will be the sign of this particular spirit guide. Now ask the spirit guide, what is its purpose? Is it to teach you? Is it to guide you? Is it a musical guide or an artistic guide? Often guides have specific purposes and are there to help us at particular times in our lives. It is also appropriate to ask the guide, can I trust you? Your guide will expect to be tested in this way. Now you can ask your guide any question that is burning upon your mind and you will receive an understanding of an answer from that guide. Have you reached a particular turning point in your life and require guidance as to which path to take? Have you reached a point in your career and you don't know which way to turn? Are you in a rut and require some guidance as to how to get out of that rut? Do you have some dilemmas which are troubling you and which require a solution? All of these questions can be asked of your spirit guide. Once you've received this information, thank your spirit guide for that guidance. And you will note that this spirit guide moves back, allowing the second guide to move forward. Once again, ask your spirit guide for its name. And once again, you'll receive a name or a symbol or an image or an aroma or a sensation. Recognize this so that you can call upon this spirit guide again. Once again, do you have a question for this spirit guide? Or you can simply say to the spirit guide, what guidance do you have for me today? And you will receive guidance which will help you on the next stage of your path in life. What is it that I need to know today? received information, thank your spirit guide and you will see it moves back. And now you will see that two light sources are retiring and they go back through the gate, back up the mountain path, slowly disappearing into the distance until they vanish. And once again, you're sitting on your bench feeling the warmth of that sunlight, the comfort, the sense of well-being, the peace, the serenity. And now you're bringing yourself back into your body so that you're fully aware of all of your senses. You feel relaxed, you feel calm, and you're going to take this feeling of well-being with you throughout the rest of the day.
called her uncle, said we were up here for the holiday. Jane and I were having solstice, now we need a place to stay. And her Christ-loving uncle watched his wife hang Mary on a tree. He watched his son hang candy canes all made with red dye number three. He told his niece it's Christmas Eve, I know our life is not your style. She said, Christmas is like solstice and we miss you and it's been a while. So the Christians and our pagans sat together at the table Finding faith and common ground the best that they were able Just before the meal was served, hands were held and prayers were said Sending hope for peace on earth to all their gods and goddesses The food was great, the tree plugged in, the meal had gone without a hitch Till Timmy turned to Amber and said, is it true that you're a witch? His mom jumped up and said, the pies are burning And she hit the kitchen, and it was Jane who spoke She said, it's true, the cousin's not a Christian But we love trees, we love the snow The friends we have, the world we share And you find magic from your God And we find magic everywhere so the Christians and the pagans sat together at the table Finding faith and common ground, the best that they were able Where does magic come from? I think magic's in the learning Cause now when Christians sit with pagans, only pumpkin pies are burning Tried to do the dishes Her aunt said, really, no, don't bother Amber's uncle saw how Amber looked like him And like her father He thought about his brother How they hadn't spoken in a year He thought he'd call him up And say, it's Christmas and your daughter's here He thought a father, sons and brothers Saw his own son tug his sleeve Saying, can I be a pagan? Dad said, we'll discuss it when they leave so the Christians and the pagans sat together at the table Finding faith and common ground, the best that they were able Lighting trees in darkness, learning Lewis from the old And making sense of history and drawing warmth out of love That was The Christians and the Pagans by Dar Williams. Before that, you heard Circle Song by Bell Book and Canto. That is it for the show. Again, I'm your host, Midnight Star. If you have any suggestions for a song, show topic, spirit guide, or dream symbol, or you just want to like, share, or comment, you can do so on the Music from the Goddesses Vault Facebook page, the Amino Group through SoundCloud Spreaker, or you can tweet me at Goddess Vault. I'm going to leave you with Winter Solstice Song, Yule by Lisa Thiel. Blessed be. Possibility. On the longest night 
see the light of your own soul shining and enter the night and you'll find the light that will carry you to your dreams enter the night let your spirit take flight the field of infinite possibilities Enter the light.
Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt. A classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.